The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. And that's because the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe has some great features like the available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, and much, much more. So think about those places that you want to go, the things that you'd like to do this weekend and where the Santa Fe can take you. Learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Freaking first cut. Golly. What's going on, YouTube? Rick here. Rick here. The Lower Texas Open recap, as well as looking ahead to, yes, the Masters. Make sure you are liked and subscribed to this video. We'll jump into it right now. Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman. That right there, Mark Immelman, coming to us all the way from Augusta, Georgia. You're there, Mark. How's it going? I uh, wore my only green master's sweater for the uh, trip up here to Augusta. It was a nice drive, not very much traffic through Atlanta, which is always good. And got to the golf course, had a little quick look around, and it's in sensational shape. Um, we, we've had sort of a dry-ish lead up to this. There were a lot of rain last week and cold. So so dry and cold, so the, the grass has got a little sheen about it already, which is nice. Um, not all the blossoms are out, uh, but there's going to be some warm weather, so those may pop later in the week. Then we've got some then we've got some cold weather and some wind over the weekend. So it's gonna be a fun one, I'll tell you what. And we are already seeing golfers out on the range and mark one of them, Tiger Woods. Now he gave us a little bit of a warning so that we did not have to track the plane this morning because he tweeted out Sunday morning. I will be heading up to Augusta today to continue my preparation and practice. It will be a game time decision on whether I compete. He would then go on to congratulate Anna Davis, who won the Augusta National Women's Am, and wish good luck to all of the drive, chip, and putt contestants. Mark, uh, Tiger has not fully committed. This this sounds good. He didn't rule it out yet, but he hasn't fully committed. (laughs) Well, I watched him a bit on the range, and he basically went through the bag. Um, hit some short irons and hit a few medium irons, a lot of those, and then hit a few uh, few long irons, a few fairway medals, and then unloaded a few drivers. Not one of them at full speed, I didn't think. Um, and then the final one, or maybe the second to last one, he let go a little bit. And it was sort of a you – know, one got hit pretty well and then went to go play the second nine. So uh, out there playing nine holes uh, later on. and. Look, I, I'm curious as to what he's doing because if he's nursing the knee, then I'd be like, okay, there should be a little less golf going on. But from what I'm told, I didn't see it. He wasn't a golf cart, so that makes a lot of sense. Um, but I think maybe the, the decision about if the knee is good enough to go might have been made already. And now we're just biding our time. But who knows? I'll, I'll tell you what, if nothing else, it is the buzz of the place right now. You know, the Masters and the golf course – it, it grabs the lion's share of the storylines, but, but Tiger Woods is controlling the narrative right now. I'll tell you what he's doing, Mark. He's playing. Uh, this has been a marathon. Imagine imagine if you were going to run a marathon in four days, Mark. You would know whether you were good enough to go right now. That's the situation that we are in with Tiger Woods. There is uh, a, you know, unlikely anything that's going to change in the next couple of days. This guy's playing golf on Thursday morning. 
Um, the, the only thing that concerns me, and, and this is just me sort of waxing a little bit, Rick, is that, you know, he flew up today, so that intimates that he was flying back this evening when he was done, and then maybe tra traveling up here Tuesday for the champion's dinner, which he was likely to do anyway. So if that's the case, he's done all the reconnaissance and stuff. There's been a lot of change to the golf course. I'll tell you that. Uh, you, you know the fifth, 11th and 15th holes, a lot has been made about the adjustments there to some sight lines off the tees and some lengthening of holes. But Vijay Singh mentioned to us, he's like, man, I feel like something's been changed on every green around this place right now. And he would know because he played just so often. So uh, I think there's been a lot of reconnaissance on the go by Woods. I'm curious that he's not in town already uh, for good. So I, I don't know. Uh, do I think he's likely to play? Yes, but if you ask me in about 15 minutes after I've had a glass of wine, I'll probably tell you no. So, so that's where we are right now. Well, we're going to get a lot of information, hopefully, on Tuesday, Mark, because I was looking through the press conference schedule. And wouldn't you know it? Tiger Woods slated for 11 a.m. Eastern time on Tuesday. We know everything he's going to be asked, and that will be a must-watch television. Well, all those press conferences always are. I'm telling you what I think. Look, Tigers will always be great, and he's a lot more chatty in the media. I should call it the press center now um, than he than he than he was back in his career. But I'm looking forward to Wednesday and the chairman's message. Um, I think Chairman Ridley um, is going to be asked a whole bunch of really pointed questions about a whole bunch of really pointed stuff. And I'm keen to see where the Masters Club takes their position on certain things like that little uh, upstart golf league and stuff like that. Um, yeah, but but Tiger, he, he's, he's controlling the narrative right now. Um, uh, it, it's it's exciting. I I tell you this. I tell you this thing. I was speaking with Kelly Tillman because I'm um, standing in tomorrow morning on that on the Masters on the Range show at noon, and uh, and so we were chatting and basically doing the rehearsal for the setup. And I was like, consider this for a minute because Tiger will be the story. And she goes, well, the Tiger I know, and she knew him well because she was with Golf Channel when he was basically coming up from the amateurs into the pros and became a star. And, and she was sort of in, in his inner circle. And she goes, the Tiger I know would never play if he didn't believe he could win. And I was like, yeah, I know that too. But I want to say that the Tiger now is likely to play just to prove to the people that this is once again a miraculous comeback from what was nearly a life-changing injury. And the fact, if he tees it off on Thursday morning, I feel like that'll be a win in itself. Because remember, he was the guy just a few months ago that was, that was basically tempering all of our expectations, saying, oh, I don't know what the future holds. I'm going to play a little bit, but I don't know when. Right now, it's just day by day, all this giving this, this sort of stuff. And he seemed really contrite and really um, candid about the thing. But now, all of a sudden, he's on the doorstep of teeing off in the Masters around a difficult golf course to walk, and it's a possibility. So for me, if his name, if we year four, please, Tiger Woods now driving Thursday, that will be a win in itself and borderline miraculous. So for me, that's the entire storyline right now. It absolutely is. We are on uh, essentially 24-hour-a-day uh, Tiger Woods watch leading up to 
uh, Thursday morning. But Mark, looking at a couple of other little nuggets for the Masters, you were probably on the road. You probably didn't see this. Jordan Spieth, of course he did, gained seven strokes to the field from tee to green on Sunday, trying to work his way into form for the Masters, his single best round from tee to green since 2015, according to Justin Ray. But maybe the concern here, Mark, for the week, second worst putter in the field. So here we go. Spieth <laughs> finds a little bit of magic on Sunday heading to Augusta National. Yeah, the Spieth I saw earlier in this week just wasn't too sure about where the driver was going. Uh, and uh, and you don't have to drive it great around Augusta, but you've got to give your irons a chance. And we've got some rain forecast for Tuesday, which might soften the place a little bit. But if it's firm, you've got to be so precise with the iron game. So you cannot afford to play from the second cut. Even Jordan Spieth, who's got an element of wizard about him. He's like Merlin with a golf club in his hand. But Jordan, to me, at Augusta National is kind of like Phil Mickelson. It's like Jose Maria Lothabal. These guys come in here leaking form a little bit. You put them in a car down Magnolia Lane and something happens. And something, uh, something in their mind gets flipped. They have a good practice. They get on the golf course where you can't play too much golf swing around there. you got to just craft shots and hit shots on their merit and all that sort of stuff. And all of a sudden, Jordan Spieth gets to do doing Jordan Spieth stuff. And then you put together one or two rounds, and you suddenly start to believe that, hold on, I can contend. And I expect more of the same because this golf course, as you and I talked maybe last week or whenever it was, there's sort of a conundrum to it, and you figure it out. And once you have the recipe to play it properly, even if you don't have your best stuff about you, you can still cobble together a score if you know where and how to hit it and certainly where to attack and where to defend. And Spieth knows that. So I wouldn't be surprised at all if he plays well um, next week. I w it, it, would not, uh, it would not shock me. Eyes and ears will be on Tiger Woods. Eyes and ears will be on Rory McIlroy, of course, trying to complete the career grand slam. But Mark, when I just zoom out here, uh, Jordan Spieth, Recent form, a bit questionable. We'll see. But the top players in our game seem to all be playing well right now. And guys that we might not have even thought were top players at last year's Masters or even six months ago, the emergence of Cameron Smith, the emergence of Scotty Scheffler, we are heading into Masters week with a crop of a dozen, maybe 18 guys that are playing their best right now. I mean, I, I can't remember it being this deep heading into a major championship. Yeah, that's a good call. Uh, and I'll tell you what, Cam Smith is a really good call. Um, just because he's played so well here before. He loves the place. The Australians do so well. And, and you know, Adam Scott for them was kind of like the, the seal breaker because Greg Norman could never win the thing. So now they believe that this is a possibility. And he certainly, he has to be a contender. But you add to that, you know, Hovland and Morikawa, who've now played this golf course under tournament conditions a couple of times, and so they're getting to work it out a little bit. Um, you you would think that this place sets right up Morikawa's alley, the way he strikes his irons. Um, but if he can make a few putts, then it'll be a reality. You, you can't fake it on the greens around here. That's the one thing. And it's kind of like we saw out of JJ Spawn in the final round here. Hit the ball well, certainly. You had to around the TPC San Antonio. But he made those five, six, seven-foot putts all day long. And that's what you've got to do at Augusta National. You, you're very rarely getting tap-in pars and stuff like that. You're always grinding from three to about six feet for par, even if you're hitting the ball well. So uh, that's, you cannot go in there with a leaky putter. 
So Marikawa, those sorts of guys, you would think they're all likely to play well, and it's going to be exciting to see. Uh, I feel like the weather will have a big say-so because the winds that are forecast over the weekend uh, is the kind of stuff where it's like 15 to 20 gusting. Hmm. And uh, with these targets where sometimes you have a, a corridor of about five to 10 feet to land it in, that's hard if it's good conditions. But then you throw in a a changing breeze in there, it's downright impossible. So I get a sense for the uh, the fact that conditions will have a, have a large influence on in what happens late Sunday afternoon. One final thought about Augusta National, Mark. We talked last night about Anna Davis, the 16-year-old lefty from San Diego, winning the Augusta National Women's Am. And you made parallels to uh, Jennifer Cupcho, who participated in the event a few years prior. Well, now, Cupcho, as we chat right now, seven shots clear at the Chevron in Mission Hills might be a little, uh, uh, you know, something you could see out of Anna Davis in the future. Obviously, you don't want to put uh, the expectations on her, but that that's kind of the, the path for some of these young golfers and how quickly they can get to the top of the game. Yeah, well, first off, uh, good on Jen Cupcho. I hope she finishes it. Um, because she hadn't had a win since that win, uh, turned pro and sort of has had middling finishes. So what a way to crack the seal when you win a major championship. Um, but you're right. It's You win an event like the Augusta National Women's Amateur or you know the U.S. Amateur or something like that, and it, it proves to you that you can. And so whatever level you are, then you're like, okay, then I'm ready for the next level. I've always been a firm believer in that, you know, you've got to win at every level that you play at before you can advance to the professionals. Now, there are outliers. I, I know someone will argue with me on that. But if you can beat your peers at one level, then it proves that you're ready for the next level where they will probably be two and then add to that a number of guys that are there already. So each level, there's a new devil. So if you can beat your competitors in a big event like this around a difficult, challenging golf course, it proves that you can do it. And now, look, Jen Cupcho is um, sort of proving the fact. Yeah, absolutely. So they are still out there on the golf course right now. I'd be remiss if uh, we did not add one more voice to the conversation, all things Masters. There he is. We got him. Greg Ducharme is here. What's up, Greg? I'm happy my voice can be a part of it. What's going on, boys? Yeah, you yeah. Sound, sound much better. Um, yeah, oh, I'm feeling much better. So that was uh, – last week was – Let's just say the timing was it's better this way than, than if, if this was all ha if that was all happening this week. So I'm feeling much better. I'm really excited for the week. It's going to be a jam packed week and um, and it should be fun. And I am just so excited for this tournament. Uh, I'm so excited for JJ Spawn that he's going to have a chance to uh, to go play the Masters. I'm excited to see the changes to this golf course. I'm excited to see what happens with Tiger. And and those things are they said apart from the fact that we have what is it all all the top 20 players in the world playing and and the list probably goes a little farther than that i mean this this field is loaded with the best players in the world at the best golf course uh, at the greatest tournament in the world i can't wait to see it yeah we were we were chatting uh just for a bit here greg the tiger woods non-committal but non-removing himself from the field was the news of the morning and then we saw photos and we saw video tiger out there yucking it up with billy horschel going through the bag everything looking pretty good for the big cat I i'm firmly in the he's a go category where do you stand uh he's a go i'm i'm in the 95 percent category here <laughs> 
And I was last week as well. When I heard he played a practice round and um, that that really, it, it pushed me way up there. Again, I mean, you go back to when Joey, the, the rumors came out that Joey LaCava was at medalist and they were walking. That told me he intended on playing. And I think there's a difference between him him deciding to play um, and putting the tee in the first and uh, putting his tee in the first tee box and, and actually competing. And those are two very different things. And when you talk about the hilly golf course, the challenge of the walk, potential weather we may get, uh, a potential shutdown, which makes the schedule that much more difficult, those things affect his his performance. They don't necessarily, in my opinion, affect the participation. Uh, and, he, and he really wants to play. And every piece of evidence that I've seen has been he's going to play. Um, and, and again, the, that 5% I leave out there is for a setback. This is a guy who still has, um, some back issues. He still has leg issues. We, we don't know what kind of other issues those injuries may have created, if any, and you don't know if he's going to wake up and, and feel the way he did in Paris in 2018. Um, and, and, um, or, or at the president's cup on Saturday morning when he was the captain and he just didn't play that day. Is, is he going to wake? Th- that's where that 5% comes from. But everything else I've heard says, yeah, he's he's going. Do you think if we have a rain delay, Mark, uh, every golfer will go to their car and play on their cell phone like Hideki Matsuyama did before he came out and uh, just scorched earth on Saturday last year? Uh, he, no. I'll tell you why. Because the facilities for the players are just so great. I mean, the, the food in, in the, a lot of the players go to the, the caddy house. Uh, it's a wonderful place to hang out. There's tables in there, guys playing cards. The food is fantastic. It's just a great spot. And you just walk out the door and you're right on the tournament practice facility. So, so Decky, well, that's sort of what he does because he keeps to himself a lot. But So I don't think the players will. I wanted to say, if you talk rain delays, because we got some chilly weather, to add to you know, leave muscles and, 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 and mobile muscles support bone structure, obviously. So again, I'm not trying to be some negative guy that's throwing water on your parade. I'm just saying that that could be it could have a bit of an influence on what might happen later in the week when the weather cools down. Uh, we will we'll get some warm weather there. We'll 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 cook it up. We'll send it over. We'll make sure Tiger's all ready to rock and roll. I'm very very close to declaring it Masters Week, but we've got to give JJ Spawn his due. Uh, we're going to talk about JJ. We're going to go through our best bets. We'll talk about our one and done selections. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. It's a really fine line creating workout clothes that are great in the gym and workout clothes that are also great to look at outside the gym. And Viore has threaded that needle. They are designed to work out in, but they don't look like it. They don't feel like it. And it's incredibly comfortable stuff, whether you are running, training, swimming, doing yoga, running errands, lounging around the house. It really doesn't matter. These are versatile clothes. You'll find me often in the men's Sunday performance jogger because I I like the jogger situation that goes on down at the bottom, but they're very comfortable. Uh, They've got a little bit of a shorter inseam, so they're not as bulky as as other pants or other joggers that I have seen out there, and I've really enjoyed how they work both in and out of the gym. So now, here's what you can do for for our listeners. Uh, First-time purchasers are getting 20% off. All you have to do is go to viori.com slash first. That's V-U-O-R-I dot com slash first. Again, 
Not only will you receive 20% off your first order, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75. And here's my favorite part, free returns. Yeah, go check it out, viore.com slash first and discover the versatility of Viore clothing. Did you know that more than 75% of Americans will experience foot pain in their lifetime, but only 10% will seek out a solution for that pain. Those numbers do not add up to me, and I know it can be confusing, the biomechanics of the foot, the bones, the muscles, everything in between, but solving foot pain is simple, and that's where Superfeet comes into play. These Superfeet insoles go into your shoes, give your feet comfort and support where they need it the most, and redistribute the forces that reduce both stress and strain through your entire body, not just your feet. Insoles have been uh, phenomenal for me uh, personally, and they are clinically proven to decrease fatigue, reduce injury, and improve comfort. I can attest to that myself, especially when walking a, a lot of golf holes that I play. So if you feel good, you play good, you look good, everything works out from there and it starts from the bottom up. Visit superfeet.com and enter promo code FIRST at checkout for 15% off your first order plus free shipping. And we're back. JJ Spawn wins the Valero Texas Open at 13 under par thanks to a Sunday 69 that included a, yes, double bogey on number one, Greg. He tried to play himself out of this on the very first hole of the day. He would make birdies at six, eight, and nine. And I'll tell you what, he looked pretty darn steady coming in as the rest of the field was uh, struggling around him. He hit, he hit the ball beautifully uh, today. I mean, he, he missed some fairways. He, he missed some greens, but he kept the ball in, in the right spot. It wasn't in the incredibly difficult position. And um, I, I was so impressed with him because when, when you have that, the short game was just phenomenal too. And that's what makes a player look solid. When, when you miss and you're able to come up with the save and make it look easy, it just looks like a solid round. And that's what JJ Spawn did today. Um, but I, I was so... You know, somebody on Twitter was talking about how how we spoke about him on Monday, and we've been very high on him over the last couple of weeks. But um, when when you start off with a double bogey like that, it doesn't make the hey, I, I think you should ride this one out and stick with JJ Spawn if you had him earlier in the week. It doesn't make that look very good. Um, but but he stayed so steady and so strong. I mean, this is the first time this has happened on the PGA Tour since 2008. We all remember who who did that. Um, Tiger Woods, he made a, a double on the first hole in the final round and won. It hasn't happened since then. So that is a major, major setback. And he was able to stay steady, calm the ship, and, and let the birdies come on their own terms. There was no panic in J.J. Spawn today, which was really impressive. He's going to move up to the number 10 in the FedEx Cup standings. And even more importantly, Mark, he's punching his ticket. To Augusta National, he's in. So he will be the 91st player in the field. And uh, outside of maybe his tee shot on 18, where he just yanked it into a, I don't even know what type of area it was. That area is unknown, Rick. Unknown, yes. The native, <laughs> the native areas. Well, I we believe. had just to get there. That's right. It uh, is, uh, I, I thought JJ was impressive. And this is a guy who has, you know, battled the, the misdiagnosis with his, with his diabetes. And it's just been a lot to throw at him. And when you looked at the top of the leaderboard, Mark, it was a lot of guys trying to get that breakthrough victory. Spawn's the one who comes out on top. Yeah. A couple things. I've been on the putting green at Augusta national Monday morning, masters week 
when a, the, the winner from the evening before arrived after yeah. registration and stuff. And they are beaming ear, from ear to ear. And it's not just the victory. Look, that's important because of all of the stuff that comes alongside of it. But just to make it to the Masters is such a big deal. And this will be his first one. So, I mean, i got to tell you right now, he's got some media commitments that they're doing right now and thanking volunteers and all that sort of stuff that you do as a champion after you've done with the television. But when they hop on that plane tonight, it's going to be, I wouldn't say raucous, but they are going to be giddy with excitement. So I'm happy for him because he's a really, really good guy. Uh, but to build on your point about the other guys all having a shot, yeah, it was. The golf course was there to be had, and we saw some guys early. You mentioned Spieth. He went out there and did 67, and and Corey Connors, I saw, shot 67, and there were a few guys who put together good scores. Adam Hadwin. So it was there to be shot, but just sadly, the last few groups just didn't put any pressure whatsoever. And it was essentially, look, Spawn doubles the first, but if you double the first and you get run over by 10 guys that have started with three birdies, then it's like the impossible hill to climb. But no one really was doing anything. So it was almost like who was going to survive with the least issue coming in. And that was JJ because he hit the ball, he struck the ball well, but man, he just kept footer after five footers. He made a beauty there on 17, even just to maintain the two stroke lead to sort of give himself a little wiggle room there coming down the last. Yeah, he was rolling seemingly everything into the middle of the cup. And Greg, you know, you look at some of the other guys um, who kind of struggled, like it, it, the cracks in the game when you're in these pressure moments playing for the high stakes. I mean, Dylan Fratelli did not have himself a good day. A 73, one over par. He drops to T8. My buddy Bo Hostler did not have a good day. He'll be the first to tell you that. And even par round of 72. You could physically see the stress and the moment on a lot of these guys' games. They played so well for 63 holes, and you still got to finish it off. You know, sometimes when you're in that position where you're right near the lead at the start of a round, and all of a sudden it it whittles away a little bit or your, your game feels like it's not really uh, performing, you're expecting to not, not really be near the lead anymore. And you're still near the lead and you still have that expected pressure of, I, I can still win this thing, but it, I just, I don't quite have it. And it, it, it com, compounds things into this pressure without your A game. And you never really, and, and that's what I think you see out of Fratelli, out of, uh, out of Bo Hostler, out of even Matt Jones on the second nine, when he's all of a sudden he's in the lead after going out in five under, um, all of a sudden you're there. And it's so hard to finish it off. the The momentum has a way of changing, and and it's like you're in a holding pattern. It doesn't put any urgency on you because you're not you're not three back all of a sudden, and you got to start making some birdies to catch up. You're you're just kind of waiting for someone to make a move. Ultimately, JJ Spawn did, and nobody else could find that gear to go catch him. Let me add one more voice to our foursome here, Kyle Porter, KP. Welcome. What up? What's I have no on? idea if I'm on the right microphone. Yeah, you sound good. Okay. Uh, I thought you guys needed my my uh, my Dylan Fratelli takes, so here I am. Yeah, how about this? You want to talk about uh, JJ Spawn or Tiger Woods, which is a question <laughs> no one has ever been asked before. <laughs> uh, Tiger looks uh, Tiger looks good. Like just physically, he looks like good. I thought he looks great. Did you guys already talk Tiger, I'm guessing? Of course we did, but we want to give you an opportunity to talk about Tiger. I'm keen, I'm keen to see. Uh, give me your take on why it looks good. Uh, I'm keen to hear that, Kyle. 
but just like 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 he looks like a healthy human being I, I don't i have no idea if he like is swinging good i mean we got a report from evan priest that it's the best or it's the worst ball 66 report didn't miss a shot on the range mm. uh okay like what what does that mean it, it doesn't mean anything mm-hmm. i think so i got a, i got a couple of tiger takes that i need to unload one and i said this on twitter you don't like going to Augusta to prepare for a tournament, playing Augusta national to prepare for a tournament is like me giving my kids their, uh, Christmas presents on like December 23rd and letting them play with them for like two days. And then being like, you know what? Uh, you're actually not getting these presents this year. You're getting them next year. Right? Like, of course, (laughs) like he's, he's not like, he's going to, the allure of that place is such that he's going, he's, it's going to be impossible for him not to play no matter how he's feeling. And then I think the other thing, and people were just torching me for this and I've, I will double and triple down on it over the next week. He's not going to be like, he's not going to contend to win. Right. Like he, he's, he's, I think people underestimate how difficult it is to take 17 months off as a 46 year old. who's had five back surgeries and almost lost his leg. Like if he makes the cut, that is a, that is in, that's miraculous. And, and, and maybe he will, but like, I just think people are sort of like freaking out about like tiger's a contender. It's like, is he, I don't, I don't really think he is. So that's kind of where I'm at with both of these things. That's why I just want to add to that. Um, yeah. The sensible opinion would say the tiger is not going to contend just because of everything he's gone through. But the, the, remember, I mentioned at the top of the show that I feel like the weather on the weekend with these winds and stuff that we're expecting, that are forecast. Look, it might not show up. I, I feel like that's going to throw the cat amongst the pigeons in a big way. And that's when you, if you know how to play this place and you're just lurking around the show, you could suddenly find yourself in contention. Now, I'm not saying that's likely to happen with Tiger Woods, but it may be something. You want to pay attention too, because when you get gusty breezes and stuff around there, you saw what happened to Francesco Molinari and Tony Finau and Brooks Kepka, and then there was one Tiger Woods lurking around the show who suddenly stumbled himself into another green jacket. So I, I, I would, uh, I'd be uh, Tiger Woods. The guy's proved me wrong so many freaking times. I'm not going to do it again. Okay, <laughs> I really am not. If there, if there's one reason why he would he would perform well, it's it, it's his it's what it's his head. It's For his sure. smarts. Right, it's attacked, and I I don't know how long that can last. Uh, So, Kyle, I completely understand where you're coming from, and I definitely wouldn't torch you for it. Um, I just, I always wonder if, if this is, you know, a Fred Couples scenario where, and and I know that those guys were playing on PGA Tour champions, but there are some players who have had the ability to step up here more so than anywhere else. And, and I think it's because it asks for so much thought, so much tact. And it can give you, if you play the holes the right way, it, it actually gives you a, a wider margin for error. Um, where, But if you play from the wrong side, it gives you no margin for error. So uh, that's why knowledge is so important. Understanding is so important. And But that does, it still requires execution. Totally. And I think that... Um... You know, I think people keep comparing this to 2019. It's like, oh, he proved you wrong then. It's like, yo, he had like two year or a, a, a year and a half of building up to that, right? Like, I, I think people 
people act like 2019 came out of nowhere and it's like he hit it great at Riviera. He hit it great at Mexico. He hit it great uh, at like three or four places that he played that spring leading into the Masters. And people act like, oh, he just showed up after a year off or two years off. No, he had like hit the ball great. He had won after that comeback. I mean, the tour championship. At, he won the tour championship. If you look at his first few starts in 2018, this was like the start of that comeback. He goes T23 at Farmers, miscut at Genesis, and 12th at Honda Classic. Those are his first three starts in 2018 after a ton of time off in 2016, 17. And this was like the most recent big comeback. And that's a, I mean, like, I think the Farmers T23, like, I think that would be like a win for him this week if he plays this finishing T23. And I agree with Mark, like, he's wise enough and smart enough around that place that that is not out of the question. I just get a little bit like leery of people being like, he's there to win. Like he, he's got this. And it's like, maybe, but that's a lot to ask of a 46 year old who almost lost his leg 14 months ago. Kyle, I, Kyle, I'm here with you. I think he let, let's when he tees off Thursday morning. I'm now saying, I said to Rick earlier, you can convince me one way or the other and I'll go in both directions. When he tees off Thursday morning, it could arguably one be one of the greatest wins of his career, sure, given where yeah. he was over a year ago. I think just think yep. about that for a minute. Even six months ago, when the guy's still on his back and could barely walk, I mean, teeing off Thursday morning is downright miraculous. I totally agree, and a great story, worthy of celebration. The professional prognosticators out of Las Vegas are essentially having it at even money right now, Greg, for Tiger Woods to make the cut. What side you want on that one? I'll tell you. Uh, I want him to make it. I think he's. I, I think I'd say he's going to make the cut. I think it'll be a higher cut. I mean, it looks like Friday. Um, twenty mile an hour winds out of the way. Twenty West. mile an hour winds. Now That's... the the one thing is this could be another players championship scenario. If mm. if Thursday is bad and you get a lot of thunderstorms and a wave misses, the draw, the draw could be a huge deal in this event again. So what side of that is Tiger on? Uh, my prediction would be Tiger would be early, late. He always, so, goes, he always goes early, late. They, they went in Friday afternoon to Augusta. That's National. right. Right. So you figure Tiger's early, late. So if there's – do they get that round in? Or does that round have to start on, on Friday at some point in the wind? And then another wave gets, gets an advantage? Um, I, I don't know. I don't know how that's going to play out. I don't know yet how severe those thunderstorms are going to be. If if a wave or if everybody can finish round one on Thursday, if it's a portion of it, um, but that could that could be a real deciding factor in my answer there. But all all things being equal, I think you're going to see a rather high cut number, and I think that means Tiger's going to uh, make the cut. Hopefully, play the weekend, but he'll make the cut. I think. Yeah, 91 in the field now uh, with J.J. Spawn, top 50 and ties. I see a scenario in which Tiger uh, pro- probably gets worse every single round, right? I think he could come out, shoot 72, 72, make the cut, and then you start to see what kind of wears on him as the week goes on in, in multiple competitive days in a row. So we'll keep an eye on all that. Uh, gentlemen, I got to get to our... Best bets are one and done selections. And then I'll officially declare this Masters Week as if we've not already been talking about it (laughs) for the past 32 minutes. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. 
you can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. And we're back. Best bets. I can be quick. We stink. I had McNeely over Tony Finau. That's a loser. Coach had Charlie Hoffman top 20. That's a loser. Kyle had Chris Kirk top 10. That's a loser. Anybody with any thoughts or I can just move right along? No, just move on. <laughs> move on. <laughs> I have a feeling it's not getting any better. <laughs> One and done. Kyle and Sia, the two bottom dwellers, my apologies, both went with Chris Kirk. KP, $42,828 for Chris Kirk, moving your season-long total to $1,669,000. I, I feel like I've been between T35 and T57 for the last seven weeks. I keep making cuts, and it's just like 40000 40000 50000 which is brutal. I was hoping for a big weekend. I think he shot – I think he was good on Saturday and then just shot even par on Sunday, so – Kind of a bummer. I need a I need a miracle. Me and Tiger both. Well, two million bucks up for grabs uh, next week. That'll that'll move you up the board. If you found the winner next week, you could get to, eh, maybe fourth. Bernard Longer. Nobody else is going to take him. That is certainly that's that's true. <laughs> sure. Uh, C is at two million sixty five thousand. I'm at three point four million. I had Mav McNeely. Greg, I had him. I had him. He was there. He was in the mix. Two over on Sunday drops to T35, and I also get $42,828. Rick, I was looking at that, uh, you know, last night, looking at the board saying, who is the, there, there are 20 guys who can win. Who are my favorites? Well, Spawn, because we liked him earlier in the week. So I'll ride that out. And I guess if there's one other guy, McNeely was the guy that popped out to me. I thought you were in great shape. That was a really disappointing round today. Thank you. I also feel the disappointment, but maybe not as disappointed as you, Greg, who got zero dollars from General Patton Kazire. No, I'm not disappointed. I'm disgusted. <laughs> <laughs> this is just this is awful. It was awful. I mean, Gary Woodland. I I could have played a Adam Hadwin. Mm. I could have played. This is just terrible. It was bad work by me. I don't know what I was thinking. And I loved it on I loved it on Tuesday. Terrible. Greg, you remain at 3.5 million. Now, Mark, you and the fans rode together this week. And you ended up on Corey Connors, who also found you that magic number, $42,828. Yeah, the fans have done a whole lot better than me over the last few weeks, though, to be truthful. Um, yeah, we got this thing stuck in neutral a little bit, and I was somewhat surprised really at the way Connor's played because it's the kind of golf course that really fits. Um, I thought he was coming in with decent confidence. 
uh, and all of a sudden just kind of was sort of stuck in neutral, then had a horrid Saturday. Came back, was sort of halfway respectable today, but you know, the, the 42 on my behalf was, was a little disappointing, and I'm sure the fans kind of feel the same way. Well, the 42,000 uh, does keep you just clear of Jacob. How about that, Mark? Jacob is uh-huh. at your heels. Siwoo Kim, $158,000. Just a $26,000 difference over $5.2 million at the top. Wow. Pretty mm-hmm. good. Yeah, Jacob's been on a bit of a run here of late. And, and the problem for me is that I've went with some blue chippers over the last few weeks that got me next to nothing. So uh, we need a big masters if, if anything is for sure. Yeah, Jacob, uh, come in here because you see, got, ooh, Jacob, what a pick. Yeah, so let's look at Jacob's run here. So once Jacob uh, gave up on the season, uh, he took Adam Hadwin, Kevin Kisner, Siwoo Kim over the last three weeks, got 1.7 million over the last three. This is still part of a run where he took Nikolai Hoygaard. Uh, so that that's the kind of part of the season we're in, Jacob. You've you've changed your strategy and you have flown up the leaderboard. Rick, it's the same strategy. <laughs> it's the same strategy. You look right above that. Colin Morkawa, zero dollars at the players. Yeah. Roy McElroy, only a quarter of a million. I mean, you I mean, that's okay, I guess. I mean, I even picked Ricky Fowler at one point. I don't know what I was picking, what I was thinking in the past there. Uh, you know, I think we're I've already got some bullets left in the tank. I I know who I'm. Do you put bullets on a tank? Uh, yeah, I guess you do if you're Jacob. <laughs> that sounds that might be your problem. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Mark always talks about it. I'm looking forward to next week having that chasers freedom. You know, I don't have the I don't have the target on my back in the come Masters week, so I can just make a pick. Hopefully, I'm different from you guys, and we can get ahead. Jacob is knocking on the door of taking the lead. He has a combined $0 from Abraham Answer, Sung J.M., Ricky Fowler, Cameron Tringale, Victor Hovland, Bubba Watson, Nikolai Hoygaard, no surprise, too big, and then Colin Morikawa. $0 combined from those guys. He's $26,000 off the lead. We got Cameron Tringale in there, too, who, uh, you know, known for making money. Jeez. Hey Rick, Rick, I need you to, to let your boy Vic Hovland know that he let me he's let me down a little bit there uh, in recent weeks. I'm in sure the- he will be uh, quite upset about that, Mark. I'll pass. Yeah, I'm sure he will. yeah but you yeah. tell him anyway, okay? Yes. Uh, all right, we've got. Uh, oh, that's it. We've got nothing else to do, so I can now officially declare this Masters Week. Masters Week is open, gentlemen. Do you want to jump into this right now? Anything we need to talk about before? We turn the pick because Monday we're going to do the full on DFS preview. We'll do the mega preview pod. We'll do round by round. We got some special stuff cooked up for the week. Jacob, am I allowed to tease that now or no? Go for it. Tease it. Okay. So let me get the schedule correct here. On Thursday, there will be a Twitter space from 2 p.m. Eastern time till about 3.30 p.m. Eastern time. Also, we're going to do a live stream. 2 p.m. Eastern on Friday, a little bit of a cut sweat. We'll be bringing all that fun stuff to you, along with our round-by-round recaps, the mega preview, everything good. So we're in for a big week here, gentlemen. It's just the way it should be. Can I just tease my my top 10 storylines for the week? Sure. I won't talk about them. I'll just roll through them, and we'll talk about them all early next week. Okay. Uh, Tiger. Okay, good start. Very good start. Is Is that one or 10? Yeah, <laughs> one through ten. Come on, Greg. Uh, 
Matsuyama on the mend. Mm. Course changes. Eleven and fifteen. We'll mm-hmm. we'll go we'll go deep on that next week. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, uh this is a little complex, but I think people are going to recognize that approach play is king at Augusta, and I think some of that is Bryson's struggles are a reminder that, and Mark's been big on this, you can't necessarily overpower the place. You have to be elite with your irons. Um, Spieth's recent struggles, not great. Uh, Rory's slam. King Kepka, 64 strokes better than the second best major performer over the last six years. Insane. So good. Cam Smith, potential player of the year if he wins. Uh, patrons return in full, like, everybody. Um, the culmination the two best two of the four best players of the first quarter of the year are jt and john rom and neither have won a tournament so is this is this their week and then is scheffler a true like legit this guy's the number one guy in the world this will be the first time that he has to kind of defend that so i think there's others you could throw in there but those were my my 10 for the week Mm. okay we've got a lot to talk about want to hear something um that probably doesn't matter at all but i found interesting that's like that's you just summed up our podcast yeah so i went back and i pulled the hole by hole strokes gained back to 2008 the best player on a single hole has been john rom on hole number 11 mark that's a tough hole well yeah if you play 11 one or two under for the week you're, you're gaining at least four i would say um it's and with it now it's being stretched to 520 i think with a team ground move to the left hand side is is a nod to Bobby Jones in that Jones designed Augusta National, you know, as an ode to the old course at St Andrews, where it lets you drive the ball, and if you're prepared to ch- challenge um, trouble, you get the best angle into these demanding greens. And with the old teeing ground, everything forced your eye line to the left. Now they've removed some pine trees down the right, and with the teeing ground to the left, you've got a better tee shot down the right hand side, which gives you a flatter lie because normally the ball's above your feet with the water on the left-hand side. So now you've got a flatter lie, so essentially you've got an easier approach shot in there. So that all being said, 520. I mean, the thing's nearly as long as number 13, but I think plays harder. And um, I, I think that's going to be more of the same, because with a westerly wind, it's going to be a handful. So if you play that sucker even farther, getting strokes in the field. John Rahm in his last 20 rounds at Augusta National is gaining a half a stroke per round on number 11. Nick Watney destroys number 15. The third one, this might come in handy, Greg. Brooks Kepka on 18 gains a wow. third. Would be a pretty good time come Sunday afternoon to gain about a third of a stroke to the field on 18, wouldn't it? Uh, I think so. If he has it his way, it won't matter. Um, I'll tell you that. But that's not surprising. It's not surprising when Brooks Kepka's name comes up in a major championship conversation. I'm just, I'm so glad he's healthy. I, I feel like this is the first major we've seen in since 18, where he, where this is the real Brooks Kepka. I feel like 19 and 20 was just riddled with injury and it was still phenomenal performance. So I, I am fired up. I can't wait to see what he does this week. I am I, I am sure as I'm standing here that he's going to be a factor uh, come Sunday. I'm ex- I'm intrigued by Brooks right now. Uh, the health is a big deal. Um, it looks like he's sort of got the ball striking under control a little bit. But he and Jeff Pierce better get busy on the greens because he's been 
un- I've been unconvinced. And and he's hit some putts that have just not been good. It's not like they've missed, but they just haven't hit lines. I think that he was intending. So, the, if he's ironed out that, I I could be very much on the Brooks Kepka train this week. Well, welcome aboard, Choo Choo. You can join the party, uh, Mark, on the Brooks Kepka train. Um, all right. Any final thoughts, KP? Anything else before we get out of here? I'm fired up. I feel I feel ready. Sometimes I'd feel unprepared for the masters. I'm, I'm, we, we got that long, like we had so many majors jammed into that, whatever, 13 months. And I feel like the lead in has been, uh, has been good this time around. I feel ready for the, the event. Uh, no offense to the Valero. They can find another spot on the schedule for it. But how, what if there was a bye week leading in, like how they do the Super Bowl? You get the extra week of just uh, interviews and build up and chatter, and it makes it a whole thing. What if we did that before the Masters? I, I don't know if I love that. I, I could see ending it on like Friday or Saturday. So you get a couple extra days, like, mm-hmm. like, uh, like they did with Farmers. I thought that was great. I mean, that was for a different reason, but it felt unique. It felt, cool like it was just it was good and so i could see doing something like that leading into augusta i i like giving them the chance to some guys want to play the week before uh to to whether it's taking their mind off it like like rory said or um i mean brooks has used the week before majors on countless times to um to really sharpen up his game and get his get the competitive juices flowing so i i think it's a valuable thing and Ultimately, if you feel like you need a week off, you just you don't play. I mean, there essentially is a bye week before for most of the players in the field at the Masters. Um, and some guys just prefer to play the week before the much smaller number. I'm related to a guy who missed the cut the week before and then won. So <laughs> I don't mind. Them. I don't mind them playing. All right. Well, that'll do it. Yes. Yes, Mark. One more thing. Hey, guys. Come join us at noon Eastern tomorrow. Masters on the range. There may be a dude called Tiger Woods. It'll be heavily featured if he's on the range over there. So if you want to see how he's stuff, check the show out. It's going to be fun. Kayla Tillman, me, Brian Kroll, Amanda, um, Renna, now not Ballyonis anymore. She'll be getting some interviews out there. So it's going to be fun. And, and tomorrow morning, in honor of you three and Jacob, four, I'm going to have my egg salad sandwich and coffee as we prepare for the show. Tradition. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. We accept that gesture. Uh, that'll do it for this episode. And uh, keep in mind, if you're a fan and you would like to get your one and done selection in, it's already up. The form is already here. The link is in the description. Come get your two million bucks. Come and get it. It's out there. Big thanks to producer Jacob. Does all the hard work behind the scenes. Mark Immelman, and you can find on Twitter at Mark underscore Immelman. That's Greg Ducharme. You can find him on Twitter at the Real GFD, and Kyle Porter can be found at Kyle Porter CBS. You can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut, and we'll catch you next time. Baseball season is in full swing, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Stample, every weekday as we recap every player from every game. We'll talk waiver wire ads, drops, players to trade for, prospects who could make an impact, and everything in between. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found.